Hello and welcome to From Dial Square to Where. Now look, people, okay? You all know what's going on, yeah? You've got busy lives. But let's get something straight. Subscribe. Start listening. Start liking. You know it's the right thing to do. You know, at the end of the day, when you look back on your week, have you done anything to be proud of? If you ask your parents right about now, they're going to say no. No, you haven't. But if you subscribe, if you like, if you start listening, if you click on the link and start enjoying and start contributing to From Dial Square to Where, they may think a little better of you. Because right about now, guys, okay, you're not, not in their good books. Like it, subscribe to it, enjoy it. Take care, all. Hello. You'll notice that the theme tune has gone to the old theme tune because of stupid copyright reasons. So, enjoy. It's back to the future. All right, Treacle. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. The channel for Arsenal fans all over the world. And the segment, the easy talk, but hopefully it's going to be a bite-sized version. So not more than 40 minutes, hopefully, if I uh, can keep my mouth shut. And uh, we've got uh, we've got another full house. We've got Andrew, the Hink Laguna. Andrew, how are you, mate? I'm all right. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. No worries. It's always a pleasure, Andrew, to have you back on the show. And also, I've got Ray. Ray, it's only the second time you've been on Canon for her, isn't it? I believe so, yes, Alex. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, but that's terrible. I've only invited you two times. I feel so bad, Ray. I'm an avid viewer as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. We've paid you quite well to say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then we've Checks got... in the uh, mail. Say again? Checks in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> And then we've got uh, our good friend uh, Richard from Arsenal TV, who's also my host on Fan Comments on Mondays at five o'clock. Richard, how are you? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm just, uh, well, it was nice to get a result last night against Stanley Liege, um, as we're going to be talking about that. And um, hopefully we'll get a three points against Bournemouth at home because just before my birthday. So, yeah, it'd be nice. Okay, okay. A little plug there. So, yeah, it's Richard's <laughs> birthday soon. <laughs> yeah, and I've got. A, I had a surprise as well that um, my partner wrote to um, Arsenal for them to send out um, a letter to wish me a 25th anniversary, uh, 25th birthday, and um, I got the confirmation today that they're going to send it out nearer to the date. So, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Fantastic. Brilliant. I've got All one. Right. I've got one on my 30th from Arsene Wenger as well. That's really, really nice. Oh, nice one. What yeah, I know. They're, they're pretty accommodating, aren't they? Pretty accommodating at Arsenal. They, they are. They are when it comes to birthdays and, and anniversaries. Um, before we get into uh, the topics, I just wanted to say a quick word about the um, the Tottenham result against Bayern Munich 7-2. A quick word. <laughs> All right, that's over. Yeah. Yeah. What do we think of Tottenham? 
Oh, oh, no, we're not allowed to say that word we're on not here. Allowed. Yeah. We all know. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> right. Look, this this topic about uh, Matteo Guendozi was actually inspired by my brother because we've had this um, this ongoing argument about whether Matteo Guendozi is really suited for the Premiership, and he did his video on the Voice of Reason on Wednesday, and he did actually say in less than one minute that I told you so about Matteo Guendozi, but I really wanted to give it the acid test. Andrew, is, is Matteo Guendozi really that good of a player? that he deserves to be in the first team at Arsenal? Um, well, he's showing every game that he's improving week on week on week at the moment. And uh, yeah, I think he's more than justifying his position in the team. He's got an awful lot to learn. We, he's not the finished article at all. He's showing that um, he's not doing it for 90 minutes at the moment still. He's having excellent halves, at least, um, but still making some mistakes. But he's still very young. But his potential is um, definitely world-class, in my opinion. He's showing um, a lot of great signs. And what I've liked about him so far this year is that he is very much more of a forward-thinking player. I mean, I was a bit a bit worried last season. And when I saw him at the Emirates Cup earlier on this season, that he was very much still passing the ball sideways and backwards and not really sort of uh, taking the initiative to drive the game forward. But I think he's moving on on that game by game. He's definitely a more progressive player. Um, you could see um, very much recently when he drove into the box and won the penalty, that, he, he, that's, that was all on his mind. He's very much um, keen on doing that. And I, I think he pretty much had it on his mind um, that he was going to win that um, penalty against Aston Villa. Um, by going into the box. I don't think he was going into the box for any, any other reason, like taking a shot or whatever. He just thought, well, penalty box was crowded. Something's going to happen. And that shows intelligence. And I I, I really do think that he's, uh, he's got a good footballing brain. And no doubt in my mind that he will be a future Arsenal captain. Um, I really do think that with his attitude, positive mental attitude. He very much encourages all the team around him as well. So, uh, yeah, I think we've found a, a midfield mainstay for many years, fingers crossed, as long as he doesn't get poached by Real Madrid or someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard, Richard, mm -hmm. um, Matteo Guendozi, has he, has he really, you know, improved that much to warrant uh, a regular place in the first 11? Um, yeah, I think he has. I mean, like, I noticed that last season that a lot of the time when he used to hold up the ball, he used to invite the pressure onto us in midfield. And that's where we used to lose it a lot was because of him. But now um, he's more when he receives the ball, he's always looking where, the, where his nearest person is to release the ball quicker. Um, so I think he is. He has improved since last season. Um, and I think that he's he's well. He got called up for the French squad, so I think that improves itself really. That he was a next um, option for the French um, squad to um, call up. So if he's getting called up for the French squad, then I think he's established himself to be a first team player in the um, Premier League. But then again, he's got competition on his hands with the likes of Joe Willock at the moment. That's that's adding goals to his name in the. Um, in, on his game at the moment, so he's got to keep he's got to keep working hard. Otherwise, Joe Willock is going to take his spot. Mm, okay, Ray, Arsenal fan circle. What's your thoughts on um, Matteo Guendouzi? 
Yeah, I mean, he's young yet, and he's still got a mistake in him here and there, such as Richard alluded to last season. We've seen a couple of near things this season where he almost got caught in possession. He's inspirational. He's provided a couple of vital assists for Aubameyang in particular, in the North London Derby especially. And yes, as Richard has said, if he's called up squad, he's definitely got potential for uh, the Champs to have brought him into the setup and get a feel for what is going to be like for the French setup. So, potentially he's one for the future. Um, I wouldn't pick him. He wouldn't be my first pick in midfield, but he's definitely knocking on the door. And all you can do is is play well at club level to uh, to be seen. I'd say he's one. Raise signals. Uh, I think he's lost his uh, his uh, his signal. Yeah. And, so, so, uh, do you know what? Al, yeah. do you know what? I've also just noticed just lately with Arsenal that we are picking up little gems just lately with the likes of you know we had Wendozi that was picked up that no one really knew of him. Um, you know we've picked up the likes of uh, Martinelli that no one also knew about. So I have noticed that over the years we are just picking out little gems here and there. That's another thing that I've noticed with us. <clears throat> okay, okay. And actually, you know, like, like Andrew says, he, he, potentially in the future, he could be um, a future captain uh, at, yeah. at Arsenal, but not just yet, mm. Andrew. Not just yet. No, no not, not yet. He's, he's still got a lot to learn. And um, I don't... Personally, um, I don't think he's in competition with, with Willock because I think Willock's much more of a, a forward sort of thinking number number 10 type um, driving from midfield. Whereas I see Wendouzi being a much better quality version of Xhaka uh, sitting a bit deeper personally. And um, me, but there's a noise on the on the line. Yeah, you? I was just going to say that as, as, as if uh, someone's eating crisps. Yeah, I know. Very odd. <laughs> um, I've lost the train of thought there now. But, uh, oh, yeah. And with regards to, to Martinelli, I didn't realise until quite recently as well, picking up on what you said, Richard. He, he was on, uh, he's been on three trials, actually, for Manchester United. So mm, yeah. that's, that's a really good thing that, um, you know, we've basically sort of picked him up from, from United's grasp as well, because he's going to be a world superstar. And we'll come on to him later, I'm sure. Yeah. That sound is really. Yeah, let me just quickly moot and see where is it coming from. Sorry, guys. Right, it's not me. It's not Andrew. But eeny, meeny, miny, mo, who is it? (laughs) Right, it's it's, it's annoying. No, it's, it's, it's neither one of us, so... That's weird. I thought it stopped then when you went to Ray. But it might just be me. Is it, is it Ray eating the crisps? <laughs> Sorry, Ray. It's going to... Yeah, it stopped now. Yeah. Ray, you are the culprit. Stop eating the crisps. <laughs> 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 Throw away the packet of crisps. 
Right, okay, okay. No, Andrew, going back to your point when you said that he's not going to be challenging um, Willock, in some, if you're going to play with a 4-2-3-1, a then I'll say you could possibly challenge Willock because Willock can also play alongside Torreira. So if you look at it that way, if you're playing that sort of formation, then I would say he is definitely challenging um, Willock. Oh, 100%. It totally depends on the on the formation is chosen. But yeah. I think that he, I think his pref, preferred, would I, I think he would ideally like to play a 4-3-3. I think that would be mm. his ideal choice. And when the two, when we've got Bellerin and Tierney properly fit in the team, hopefully after the international break, it, that will be what we'll see. And in that case, I see uh, Willock and Gwenduzi alongside um, Sabayos as their absolute ideal midfield. But I don't know if he won't do that because he loves Xhaka too much, unfortunately. But yeah. Willock, yeah. Gwenduzi and, and Gwen, um, Sabayos will be absolutely perfect, in my opinion, for everything yeah. that we need in that midfield. Yeah, I, I, but, concur. Um, I concur. Anyway, I, I, I've changed, actually, because I, I, before Gwenduzi, at the start of the season, it was Willock, Sabayos and Torreira would be yeah. my perfect. Um, but I think that Gwenduzi offers just a little bit more to his game than Torreira does. I love Torreira, don't get me wrong. I'm nothing against Torreira and I'd be happy if he was in the team. But I think Guendouzi has just got that little bit more all-round uh, attributes to his game than Torreira does. Yeah. But um, Which he's showing in the late... Because I, I don't know about you guys, but Torreira is just, just slightly off the boil at the moment. I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but he's just... There's something not quite right with him. Um, still... <laughs> He, he went down a hill a little bit the second half of last season and he's still not there for me. Yeah. Do you know what, Al, do you know what? I think the reason might be is because that Unai Emery's playing him out of position and he's playing him as a number 10. But that's not his role. He's more, he's the defensive midfielder that he's supposed to stay back and protect that back line. So that's why I think that Torreira, we haven't really seen the best of him. If you go back and look at Torreira, the way he played against Nottingham Forest, a lot of the time he was sitting deep as his natural position. And he was brilliant during that game. But I think it's because that Unai Emery is using him as a number 10. And really, that's not his position. Yeah. Well, he was there last night as well, though. He was sitting in deep last night. And I thought yeah, he was. He was. He, I, don't, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't really. I mean, everyone played brilliantly last night. But I think he probably was the least good last night. There's yeah. still something missing from his game for me. I don't yeah. know what it. Anyway, um, I don't want to take up too much time on that. Yeah, but, but no, I, I do tend to agree with Andrew. He's still not. He's still not the career that, that we saw when he first came to Arsenal. This. I mean, I don't know whether there's some kind of a disagreement between him and uh, Emery, but or whether mm. he's literally being played out of position, which I think he is, but. It's oh, definitely. It's not the same Torreira. It's not the same no. Torreira. No, there's something there, but anyway. Uh, Ray, are you back with us? Yes. Yeah? Okay, all right. So, just want to just go into the chat very quickly, because it is going to be a, um, just a bite-sized version. Um, let's have a look here. I've got um, Arsenal Vlogs. Uh, do you think when Welbeck left the club last season, he was that backup striker to come off the bench uh, to be a plan B? And do you also think Martinez can do um, the same, what Danny did, if Lacazette or Aubameyang is injured? That question, yeah. I'll put that to, to Andrew. Um, I, I really hope so. I, I've been saying since the start of the season that uh, I want him in, the, in and around the team straight away. Um 
I've been singing his praises since like um, pre-season games that I saw him play. And I think it's an old cliche and I've said it a hundred times, but if you're good enough, you're old enough. And he's shown so much ability in the two games that we've seen him scoring, you know, four in two. And mm. um, just his all-round game as well, not just the goal scoring. He's been fantastic. And that little delicate chip he did yesterday for Ceballos' goal was absolutely fantastic. That was so hard to do in that tight space. And his heading ability is something we've missed for so long. I mean, we've had we had um, Giroud, obviously, who's a good header of the ball. But Martinelli, I mean, God, he, he just washed the floor with Giroud, with, with his ability. He's just exciting. It gets you off your seat. And I've been wanting someone like that in the team for a long, long time. I mean, obviously, we had Sanchez, which was... Um, it, that was a really exciting time when he was really at his peak with uh, alongside Ozil. But Martinelli has got to be in and around the team. Now, he's not going to displace anyone right at this moment. And it would be very, very harsh to drop Saka to play him because Saka's done nothing wrong at all. He's been amazing. So, in the Premier League, I'd be, be delighted if he can just get the last 20 or 30 minutes per game at the moment. Clearly, if you get an, uh, an injury, which touch wood, that won't happen to any of our strikers, he could step into that role as well. But he can play anywhere around uh, across the front line, left, right or centre. He could play a number 10 role even as well, dropping a bit deeper if necessary, if we're really chasing a, a game um, at some point. But I desperately want him in and around the team, uh, not only in the Cups, he could start all the Cup games, but uh, I want him on the bench and, and coming on as a substitute, definitely in the, in the, the Premier League as well. Yeah. So I know we're going to get into <clears throat> the uh, Sunderland-Liège game uh, after this. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I've got to say, one thing I do like about the squad now, uh, Richard and Andrew, is that we appear to have players now competing for mm. each position. We're talking about Gwendozi in the midfield. And there's like maybe four players, four or five players who can compete in, in those positions there. We're talking about mm -hmm. Martinelli. But then we've got Saka also competing in that position there. So the good thing is, in this squad, we've got players now who really can't have that feeling of being, you know, content and happy that their their, their place is secure. They have to compete now for their place yeah. there. Watching Martinez last night, Andrew and Richard, oh. for me, what live because I went last night, it was it was a joy. The boy did not mm -hmm. stop running. No, he did no. not stop running. He was all over the place. He, like you say, Andrew, his heading ability for a guy who's not that tall, absolutely fantastic. So he he did not stop all night. No, and fantastic. Nelson had a great game yesterday as well. Yeah, I really, I was very, very impressed with Nelson. Uh, he was really at it yesterday, and I was, I was really wanted him to get a goal to cap off that performance because people are saying, "Oh, well, he, you know, he's being outshone and he's he's not ready for the first team." And I think, well, I. If you look at his uh, appearances and goals scored so far, Nelson's been doing really well. You know, yes, it took him a little while. He's not really sort of been lightning so far. But um, if you if you count the goal he scored against Burnley, which was unfortunately chalked off, but not for any fault of his own, which yeah. was a great finish, he's got uh, two goals in four appearances so far this season as well, and as well as some assists. So he's not doing that bad. And I think yesterday... <laughs> He's showing that um, he's really uh, getting that um, confidence game by game as well. So we can't discount him either. Um, but he's another good. He's another good option on the left hand side. But we've got an abundance of really good, exciting players coming through. 
that yeah. I've definitely got to give Emery some credit for because yeah. I just wish to God that he wouldn't um, go back to type, which we know that he will when it comes to the Bournemouth game. He's going to pick Xhaka again and he's probably going to go to Socrates and Louise at the back again because that's what he does. And I just wish he had that confidence to change it up in the in um, in the Premier League as well. I yeah. really do. We all saw the difference it makes having some energy, some determination, and some youthful exuberance in the centre of the park yesterday. It's it's just so much more exciting. And we all know we all know that we would have beaten Man United with a performance like that yesterday. Yesterday, uh, yeah. if we'd have gone into the game with that kind of confidence. We yeah. would have won that game, and we would have beaten. Well, we probably would have won every game so far this season <laughs> with that kind of uh, confidence, and you know, it, forcing our own game on the opposition rather than just trying to change to to uh, counter counteract their opposition every game. Yeah, it's just yeah. um, it, it, well, it, at least we get to see it in the cups at the moment. I just wish we could get it in the Premier League as well. All right, so you know what? Actually, let's let's get into the um, the, the match last night with Arsenal and um, Stanley Liège um, uh, setting the standard. I mean, um, I haven't seen your um, post-match review, Richard. What, what were your thoughts on the match last night? Um, do you know what? I feel that Unai Emery set us up pretty well. Um, I, it was nice to see Bellerin and um, Tierney play another great performance from Tierney yet again. Um, and I think that Tierney is definitely ready for the Bournemouth game this week. I would take, I would actually step him in, put him straight in, because um, he looks quite comfortable. Um, he crosses the ball, and every I've noticed every time that Tierney's crossing the ball, he's always picking out a player. No doubt, he's always picking out someone. Um, but I think it was an overall team performance. I think the game was pretty much done within the first half, to be honest, because I think Stanley Liège was quite poor. Um, they didn't really, ha- they didn't really threaten our backline that much. Um, and I think the um, the player that stood out for me was Martinelli, definitely, yeah. um, because the way he, he literally didn't stop. And it's true because do you see when um, it's his pressing game? It reminds me of Suarez when he was playing for Liverpool, because when he um, when Martinelli chased one of the players, he actually chased him all the way back to the the mm. defensive third. Yeah, which was really very, good. very. Nice it was a to joy see. to yeah. watch him last night, and really. I think that um, I think between the Premier League side and the Europa League side, the intensity is completely different. The energy levels is different. So, can we just swap the two sides and let the Premier League <laughs> ones play the Europa? Not just yet. <laughs> well, um, but, you know what? But do you know what? I wouldn't throw Martinelli straight in the first team just yet. I would say give him, say, another, uh, maybe a, a couple of more cup games to get him more settled in. Um, and then I think then start throwing him to the first team. I think at the moment, because Lacazette is injured, I would use him as a backup striker at the moment. Um, but once we've got our complete front three, then maybe Martinelli could be like a substitute that we could bring on, um, either as one if the main striker needs to come off i.e. probably Lacazette or if Aubameyang needs to come off uh, because of their energy levels and maybe it's an option that we could have uh, yeah. but I think it was an overall good team performance yeah. and I think I'm Emery gonna, got his tactics spot on I'm going I'm to push Andrew uh, on one particular player that because um, we were in the, the West End and a lot of the, the fans were getting on one player's back who came on as a se- uh, second half sub Nicolas Pepe Andrew mm. he came on I- 
I thought he did all right in at least a little cameo yesterday, actually. I think mm. um, I, I'm still very, very much 100% behind Nicolas Pepe because okay. I, I think his yep. quality is there for all to see. And I've said it a hundred times, but it, it is a big change when you're a young guy to come into a new country, a new club, under a new manager with new teammates. And it's going to take time to settle. And he's had five starts and that's all. So I think the um, international break is going to do in the world good. Actually, I don't know. With, he's not been called up, I don't think, is he? Is he going away? This Not as far break? as I know. Not as I far think as he, I know. Yeah, it's coming so. exactly the right time for him, to be honest, I think, because... Um, if it wasn't going to be the case that he's going to have a couple of weeks off, I would have been a bit of an advocate to just sort of take him away out of the limelight just for a couple of weeks, personally, and let him, you know, settle behind the scenes a bit more and uh, avoid the pressure. Because the last thing I want is for fans to start getting on his back, and that would be the worst thing. We all know what our fans are like, and some of them yeah. are already questioning him, and it's it'll be completely wrong. And if I'm completely honest with you. And I don't want to say this, but I think we won't see the best of him until next season, personally, um, when he's properly adjusted. He's got a five-year contract, yeah. and we can't... Um, I don't know, we, we just cannot get on, start getting on the kid's back because he's, he's, his ability is, is unquestionable. And I don't think he's been getting the support down the right-hand side either. He's been quite isolated, if I'm honest. He's having the so think, the ball a few times. Yeah, he right. is. And I don't think that's his game. And um, I think it's going to be a massive difference to him once he stri uh, starts striking up a partnership with Bellerin on the right-hand side. That's going to be a big difference to him. Um, yeah. So I think, um, you know, he will start uh, really benefiting from that. And yeah. obviously, he's not he's not even played a full game with Bellerin yet. So we need to give the, the guy time. I'm not going to get on his back yet. Okay. Um really support him. I really, really do. Okay. All right. Anyone's watching uh, these talk bite-sized version around uh, about now or maybe um, on playback or rewind or whatever you want to call it. Um, I've got Andrew the Hinkaguna with me on the uh, East Talk Bite Size and also I've got Richard from Marshall TV and Richard is making his way to a thousand subscribers. Um, 200 away. 200 away. 800. Yeah. Okay. What are you going to do when you reach a thousand subscribers, Richard? I'm dyeing my hair, and I'm gonna yeah. actually do that for. A, I'm actually gonna do that for a um, a 1,000 um, subscribers special. Red and white, red and white, like we said before. No, the bruised banana. <laughs> bruised banana. No, white, white sleeves down the side. When no. the, the, bruised the, banana. <laughs> the bruised banana. <laughs> but Alex, you know what? Before you go on to you, know, do you know what? I'm completely with Andrew on Nicholas Pepe at the moment because think of how long it took for Dennis Burkamp and Thierry Henry to score their first goal. Well, not to score, but to get them up to speed. And look where they are. They're club legends. So I would say give Nicholas Pepe time. Um, I think that in some sort of extent, I actually don't think that Emery's playing to his strengths, if I'm completely I don't think Emery is. Um, really, I was actually expecting that um, Unai Emery would actually play Nicolas Pepe as a centre-forward in the Europa League game. The reason why, because a lot of the time when he was playing in, um, for Lille in France, the majority of his games, he was playing up front as a centre-forward. So maybe to boost up his confidence, and that's maybe what we need to do. Playing for a Europa League game, get him a first start and play him as the main striker up front maybe he might get a couple of goals that way that's a that'd be a good way to kick him off okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna say one thing and we'll cap it on on, on nicholas pepe last night there were a couple of times when um pepe lost possession of the ball and 
uh, Standard Liège were on the attack and Una Emery was motioning to Pepe and um, Nelson, get back, get back. And it didn't happen mm -hmm. only once or twice. Quite a few times, Emery was saying to him, get back and defend. You could see he was motioning, he was shouting, get back. And Pepe and Nelson, they were just jogging back. See, that's the know Emery, he demands all players defend from striker, midfield and defence. See, that's what I was going to say. And I think that Ceballos has been... Because we he started the house on fire as well, Ceballos. And they, he, I think he had a fantastic game yesterday. Absolutely brilliant. Blinder. Absolute so blinder. I, I think that his game is being... Oh, I'd love to know what he's being told by the manager because I think his game has been stunted by um, by Emery. I really do. And I'm worried that it's, that's going to happen to Pepe as well. I really am. Because Pepe is... He's not really a winger. People are very much thinking that he's a winger. But he's more of a, um, an inside forward that plays from the right-hand side. If you look at his um, previous uh, season in France, and he's not the sort of player that you ask to, to do that sort of thing. He, I'm sure that he will track, you know, track players back from his own accord and so on and so forth. But he's, he, you can't keep saying to someone like Pepe, who you pay £72 million for... To say you, you're more of a defender, you need to get up there, son, and, and track back and get back and help out the right back. It's not you can't do that because you're not you're wasting his talent. And yeah. um, I'm I'm concerned that that's happening with him and um, Sabios because we all saw the, the the class that Sabios had and we saw it last night as well. And I hate to say this again, but I honest the cup games are more um, a lot more of the authorities going to Freddie Ungo for the cup games. Yeah, and and yeah. that's been, that's been documented, and we're all seeing how we're playing in the cups. We're getting off our seats, and we're having thrilling performances, and we're beating teams a lot. And Freddie Youngberg was doing a lot of the talking on the sideline yesterday. If you watch the game back, he was doing a lot lot of the work, and I'm, and you see you see Sabios flourish yesterday. You saw him flourish against Nottingham Forest, and in the league, not the same player. So I'm very yeah. concerned about that, to be perfectly honest, yeah. because um, I, we, we just can't do that with these players that we've gone to. Obviously, we haven't gone to great expense with Tobias, although yeah. it's yeah. not cheap, but we, we can't get these players in and then just ruin them Yeah, and ruin their confidence. Okay, so let me just quickly get back into the chat uh, for the last time before we wrap um, this up. I've got uh, my here. From Arsenal Fan Circle, he says, uh, good evening. Uh, and he says, please, well, swap uh, Premier League team with European team. <laughs> That's what I said earlier. But uh, how do you know the reason really, why Richard? I, yeah, because with I'm seeing two I'm seeing two different intensities. Two different energy levels in terms of the Premier League and Europa League side. Yeah, but then why is that? Is it because of the opposition that we're playing? Or what is it? Are the instructions different from, from Una Emery? What what is it? Because last night the team looked very, very balanced. Very balanced last night. So is it the instructions from Una Emery? What is it, Richard? What is it? I don't know. I mean, I know Andrew was saying that it could be Freddie Lombo that's having a lot of input to the Europa League team because he's worked with the youngsters for the academy side and he knows them pretty well. 
So maybe that could be one reason. But if Unai Emery is letting um, Lomberg having so much input in the Europa League side, then why doesn't he ha- let him do it in the Premier League as well? Maybe we might get somewhere. Maybe it, I mean, just let him do it full stop. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. I'm not even joking. No, I'll be happy if that was the case. But... But I did notice that during that game, our midfield was a lot more balanced to what it usually is in the Premier League. A lot more balanced. And this is where I'm now thinking that we might have to change our midfield during the Premier League. So what what do you mean? Formation or what what do you mean change? The personnel? Well, I would change the personnel. I would definitely change the personnel. That would be me. I would change it because it seems to me that Socrates, for me... Um, Socrates and David Luiz are just not cutting it in terms of our Premier League. Um, So maybe bring Holden in and maybe I would say bring Mustafi in because I ain't being funny. He he hasn't really put a foot wrong at the moment. And that could be the reason. It could be because he knows that um, he's not part of Unai Emery's plans anymore. And maybe he's thinking, you know what, I might just get my head down and get on with it. And yeah. that looks like that's pretty much what he's doing. Um, yeah. But I mean, Mustafi's had what three games and three clean sheets. So and we've and also alongside Rob Holden. So why not change the defence completely? Yeah. All right, let me quickly get back into the the chat. Uh, it's, just, it's just gone crazy now. We've got Muve uh, Gunes says, uh, "Yo, what's up, boys?" And then the, the crisp eater has gone off. Ray <laughs> Martinelli is a is a great find, folks. Hit that like button. Thank you for that, Ray. And then he says, uh, let me second one from Sanjay Joseph. Good evening, Sanjay. Torreira had a couple of good games last season and scored a fantastic goal against Tottenham. In my opinion, he is overrated. I'm not sure he's the ideal centre defensive midfielder. Overrated, Andrew? Um, I don't know about... Overrated. He hasn't been given a good run in the team in his preferred position. I, I think there's something going on with him, like I said earlier yeah. on in, in the video, but um, I don't think he's particularly overrated. Um, I, I, any player needs a good run in the team in the play in the position that they are strongest in, so he hasn't had that. Um, mm. And with regards to the defence, I would 100% play Holding and Chambers in the centre of defence because they go back years... They're yep. really, really good mates. They know each other inside out. They've played together for the England under-21s team and they're yeah. both showing already good form. Um, so I would 100% play them. I think, just very briefly, I know you want to keep this short, but Louise, I think, has had a bit of bad press. I think he in the last game we played, he had the best game uh, against Man United. He had his best game so far for the team. And I think he's just been let down by the midfield he's got in front of him. And I think he's been let down by the players alongside him at um, fullback and with Socrates. He's never played in front of such a crap defence, um, crap midfield or no. against with crap players that he's been playing alongside. So I think he's got a lot of bad press. Um, yeah. I think he's actually a good player and I love, I'm very comfortable when he's on the ball. Um, but saying that, like I said before, I would still have um, Bellerin, Chambers, Holding and Tierney. Because Tierney was absolutely... Brilliant yesterday. I've yeah. singing this guy's praises since you know when it, when the name was first mentioned about signing him. 
He's such a good player. And he's going to be our left back for the next decade. And he's another good good candidate for captaincy because you saw, I mean, no one picked it up apart. I've, I've noticed anyone else pick it up. But when Martinelli was near the end of the game was tackled and he fell to the floor, he was back yeah. on. He was, he was yeah. 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 No one picked it up in the media or nothing. Yeah. So yeah. Tierney straight over there and, and the, the defender pooed himself. I won't say the other word. <laughs> and when he went over there and he just backed up his teammate and it was lovely to see. Um, Bellerin straight over there as well because he was captain yeah. for the night and it was lovely to see. But yeah. his his ability on the ball, his positivity. I lost count the amount of times he won the ball back for us yesterday. Yeah. Really, Fantastic. really Good quality, and I cannot wait to see him in full flow in the Premier League as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. All right, so let's quickly back in the chat, just a couple more before we end the show. Uh, Mubo Guna says, uh, Emery is scared to take chances. He's playing dead ball, very negative in the Premiership, and that yeah, will cost I agree us. I agree. Because, I mean, if you look at the, the game against Liverpool, and then you look at the game against Spurs, and also Man United, I will also point that out. He was playing three defensive midfielders. Why would you do that? Where is the creativity coming from? Who's the one that's going to be providing the balls for um, our main strikers up front? There was no one there. So I'm just now, this is why I said I'm thinking that Unai Emery may need to change personnel because we, with, with Torreira... Gwendozi and Xhaka, the balance is not right completely. And this is where I'm thinking to shut, um, to throw Willock in there and take either Gwendozi or Torreira out. <clears throat> I think he's got to take Xhaka out and put Willock in. I think that's the difference. Yeah, or that. That's the difference. Yeah. That's, that's, the, the, that's, that's all he needs to do because Willock picks up the ball. Did you see, I mean, I, I think it was the second half. Willock took it pretty much from the midway into in our own half and took it to the edge of their box. And got um, yeah. got a free kick. Just yeah. the whole way. That is exactly what we need. Is Shaka can't somebody... do that. No, Shaka no, can't do that. He, he, he can fall over his own foot. Yeah. He can't yeah. dribble with the ball. And um, I think with with that sort of um, ability, with the to get your head down, just run with the ball. That scares the life out of the opposition, and it, it relieves yeah. so much pressure on our own team. That is just yeah. the, all he needs to do is get Shaka out the team. And and replace him with Willock, and we'll see performances like yesterday in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Okay, another but one from Mubi. Richard, Richard, sorry, one second. This is Richard. Stop this uh, this fo- this Mustafi foolishness. <laughs> 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 I'm not getting involved in that. <laughs> the Schoolboy says, um, "California, I hope uh, you're going to the game against Bournemouth." Yes, I will be there. Uh, just doing my podcast on that as well, live and direct from the Emirates. And then I've done just one more before we, we wrap it up. Uh, Torreira has been played a lot out of position. position. Yeah. Emery trying to make Torreira into Urzel, which he is not. Listen, guys, I'm going to wrap up uh, this bite size of, um, of Ease Talk. Um, before I do, I'm going to say a big thank you to uh, Andrew. Uh, actually, Andrew. Um, you were asking about my the top that I was wearing, a Colombian top. What oh, size yeah, yeah. are you? I am uh, large. Right, because my wife is going to Colombia in two weeks' time, so she will, she's offered to buy you a top. Oh, fantastic! Oh, thank you oh, ever yeah. so much, Mrs. Alex. No, it will be in the post. Mr. And uh, Richard, Arsenal TV. Remember, he's my co-host for the fan comments every Monday at five PM. 
Richard, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on Canon Foy TV. Yeah, a real pleasure. It's always a pleasure being a part of it and obviously meeting so many other Gooners. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyhow, if you guys have been wondering who or what you've been watching, you have been watching Canon Fodder, the channel for Arsenal fans all over the world. And Tottenham, 7-2. What do we think of Tottenham? Have you liked it yet? No? Why not? What's going on? You should be ashamed of yourselves. Your grandparents right about now are thinking, uh, wrong ends. Absolute wrong ends. This is wrong, and you know it. Start liking, start subscribing, get on with it. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. We really need your help to spread the word about from Dar Square to Where. So if you haven't done so already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe to the From Dar Square to Where YouTube channel and hit the notification button so you never miss a live show. And finally, please tune in to the live shows. Don't forget, you can get the chance every week to be the star alongside Andrew and his great guests just for being the most entertaining viewer on the night. Thanks again and see you on the next episode. Bye. Schmeichel, and it's in! A goal for Arsenal! David Rocastle!